Hello and welcome to the second episode of The Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Conway. And I'm one of your hosts, Hamish Lackman. And today we are joined by a very good friend of ours, uh, as a housemate of mine for three years, or technically two years and kind of the first year. I don't know if it technically counts, like, I don't know, flatmate, flat below mate. Definitely spent more time in our kitchen than yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah. People may be shocked because Aaron actually knows girls as well. So this is a big shock to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Hamish. Aaron's so smooth with the ladies. Exactly. He's got his Hawaiian shirt on today. He's feeling himself. Looks yeah. like he's about to do a salsa on Strictly. He's oh, feeling Strictly, yeah, Strictly tonight. Strictly yeah, are tonight. You not gonna, are we not going to finish introducing Anna? <laughs> uh, we are until you rudely interrupted. Um, yeah, so joined by a friend of mine, Anna Blackbourne. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello everyone, I'm Anna Blackbourne. Yeah, and as Hamish and Aaron said, I've known them both since Warwick at uni. Feeling very privileged to be the second guest on the podcast for the hottest new double act since Anton Deck. Very much noted that you said one of the hosts, you've not quite committed to the co-host yet. It's like you're already trying to, you know, separate the association with one of them. Yeah, one this, of this is just a... We did an episode one, but I don't know how well... When I go it. solo, it should be cleaner. When you go oh. solo, when you do your Robbie yeah. Williams... <laughs> <laughs> I would say about that. Boy, better know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how's how's everyone's week been? Yeah, it's been all right. Thank you. Been quite a long week. Was definitely glad to see Friday come in. Uh, we had a nice time yesterday. We had Aaron's welcome home meal. Hearing all the stories about San Francisco, which I'm sure he's already bought Hamish over lots of times, and maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I, maybe I, I, a I few know. times I, last I, episode. I, I don't think I mentioned it. To be honest. Um, yeah, that was a, went for an Indian. My, uh, stomach wasn't feeling too great today. <laughs> no, that was a shit place, man. <laughs> oh, calling him out. Did you call him out? Yeah. What was that? No, don't give them, don't give them any clout. Like, what do you mean? But you said they're shit. Okay. It's not like you're giving them I any. I thought it was all right. No, that was dead. The was samosa was dead. The paneer was dead. What was, what did I have as my main? Well, you were weird because you didn't just get your normal, you know, curry main and a, you know, rice or naan. Yeah, you yeah. just went. That's because his stomach's fucked. Yeah, I'm also veg. I was also veg, so like. Yeah, I guess you were veg. Just I'm just day, glad though. that you turned up. You veg It's a it's a festival going on right now. Okay, so yeah. Because Hamish previously was having a little bit of a diva moment in that you oh. wanted to eat at half six, and when explained that you know we had people coming from outside of London, they wouldn't be there for half six. You said, "I don't know if I'm coming at all," <laughs> <laughs> but then we're late. Because it was booked for seven, oh, yeah. and then you weren't even there at seven. Oh no, I actually got held up. So, but like as soon as I could leave, why'd you held I, up? Well, I was at work, and I, unlike you, I actually have a day job. Um, oh wow, I have a day job. <laughs> sure, I'm getting like paid the same amount as you without a day job. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I got. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, so talking about day jobs, Anna, what's what's your day job? So my day job is that I'm a children's social worker, which is always a good conversation starter at parties because people either kind of panic and go for, oh, that must be rewarding, or they just change the subject. I think people don't really know how to talk about it or understand what it is that I do. Yeah, I, I can't say I totally... So when I think of social worker, I think of Elaine the Pain from Tracy Beaker. yeah. That's probably my first. It's uh, not really great when your main thought. career, you know, representation in the media is Elaine the Pain from Tracy Beaker. She's a legend. Did you ever watch Tracy Beaker, Hamish? 
Yeah, a little bit, but I don't remember any of it. I just remember there was this very arrogant girl on the show. That was basically it. To be fair, that, that's more than more than I expected you to say. I really thought that was going to go over your head and you were going to say Tracy who? Do you remember her Bro. catchphrase, Tracy Beaker? No. Bog you, off? Bog off. Yeah, There yeah. you go. Me, me and my sisters actually got banned from watching Tracy Beaker oh. when we were younger because we were getting a bit too rude. Getting I'm not surprised. Getting a bit too big for our boots. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. So... Do you want to explain in more detail what actually being a social worker is and comprises of? Yeah, I mean, it's quite difficult in that every day is very different. It's one of the things I love about my job, the kind of varied content, and you never quite know what you're going to walk into in the office each day. But I guess essentially I try to work with families in partnership with them to help keep uh, children safe. So my team at the minute um, work with families where there are concerns around safeguarding and helping support their parenting so whether that be around drug and alcohol use or mental health difficulties or learning disabilities um or domestic violence is quite a big one as well yeah trying to work with families to understand the impact that it has on their children and how we can get to improve the outcome for them so yeah it's nice working with kids always say the funniest things um, I think one of my funniest memories is I love the colour yellow and I have a yellow raincoat and it was chucking it down outside so naturally was wearing the yellow raincoat and I walked in to see one of my uh, children who's looked after and he just kind of kept like blinking and twitching and I was like you're right so yeah fine so blinking and twitching I was like do you need gets to go to the bathroom and get something out your eye eventually turned out he was doing it because he was taking the mick out of my yellow raincoat and he was uh. saying it was so bright it was blinding him <laughs> To be fair, that's, that's like, I think I did that with a friend of ours, Aki. Oh, <laughs> he, he has a bright yellow, bright yellow jacket. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what I called. Him. I called them. But I've got one now as well, so can't. Yellow's uh, the in thing. Can't complain. I really think I've started this trend because I've been a long time supporter of the colour yellow and now it's everywhere. I remember the yellow water bottle, the, well, yellow. you had a bunch of yellow things. You had like an entire, like a stationary and every, I don't know, I don't know what you'd call it, like accessories. I genuinely think about that yellow bottle, yellow water bottle at least once a day. So just to describe it, it was from Ikea and it was basically like a big rectangle with the obviously nozzle on the top and, and it was quite thin so it could like slot inside your bag. But everyone used to think it was like a mustard bottle or thought it looked a bit like one of those ice packs that you put into, you know, you cool a box if you're going for a picnic or something. Um, and I s still maintain that water bottle got me my job so when I applied for the grad scheme to train to be a social worker because it was always a conversation starter so I used it in the interview I used it when I had to speak to one of the, the children that was interviewing me as well and it has since broken it got a little hole in the corner and started pouring out water I can't say I remember this bottle no you was, must remember this bottle I, I had remember, it I remember actually when I was at your house it was like the beginning of third year I was at your house and you came in with your because you kept helping with I think welcome week or something yeah. So you come in, you're in another yellow polo shirt. That was my uniform, to be okay. fair. But I mean, I embraced it. <laughs> I, was like, I, I love the matching, like yellow everything. And then, yeah, then I remember Aaron was just like, he does, you were like, Aaron doesn't notice anything. I was like, yeah, not surprised. I think I noticed quite a lot. No, because then I, I pointed just... out her hair at the time. And she oh, was like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that actually. You would remember this water bottle because I think the reason I had it for so long is because it was so garish and so bright. I never lost it because I always just could see it to pack it back in my bag. I think it's probably just one of those things I need to see it again. I and mean, I think really jog some memories. <laughs> really tragically, I have actually kept it under my bed because I can't quite bring myself to put it in the bin because it has so many oh, memories. Um, 
I'm not normally a sentimental person, but something about the water bottle has really got me. Treated you well. It did treat me well. Anyway, I think we've uh, gone a bit <laughs> off the topic. <laughs> That's how it's going to be, though. We're not going to stick to a single topic, are we? Yeah, like, but we we've literally gone handy. on to the topic of a colour yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knew that was bound to happen eventually. Anyway, so yeah, I guess social working must be quite rewarding and can be also quite stressful at the same time. Like it can be two spectrums. Definitely. And I think the part I enjoy most about the job is, you know, working with families face to face, trying to work out what the obstacles are for um, creating the changes they need to understanding the kind of their experiences of being parented and the difficulties they've had in the past and trying to build up their self-confidence and giving them kind of tools to, you know, be the best parent that they can be and be there for their children. Um, I like doing that. And then on the other hand, there is a lot of paperwork. So a lot of kind of court reports or just general conference reports, a lot of writing, um, which can be quite frustrating when you think I'd rather just be out there working with families, but there's kind of a lot of bureaucracy and paperwork that you have to do at the same time. Um, obviously, it's quite an emotive job. You're dealing with people's um, people's private lives and you always have to be mindful of you know the Human Rights Act and people have a right for a private family life. But when safeguarding is involved, you can, um, you know, you have to kind of overrule that and go in there to try and make things better for the children. But it can be quite emotive because, you know, this is people's lives that you're dealing with. And that can be quite challenging to hold in mind and work with because you can feel quite responsible. It's not your average uh, graduate job, I would say. No. So, so you are working with adults as, as much as you are the kids? Yeah. So... It's mainly working with parents, obviously, you're talking to the children as well, hearing their wishes and feelings and what life is like to them. But you can't expect children to make the changes because they're children, but it's the parents that need to try and make things better. Does it often come to you that like neighbours or something would record, um, report the problem or is it just like you would detect the problems in the family via the school? Like, how does that work? Like, how does one report? How does a family come into being in contact with you and they're not speaking English in the area? So um, you kind of have, it's called a multi-agency safeguarding hub. So there's a number that um, is clearly advertised online and things, but you generally get a lot of referrals from schools or hospitals or doctors. Um, it can be from neighbours as well. So they could refer in if they've heard particular incidents. Um, then that goes through to kind of a central hub and people will triage it, decide, you know, how serious is this? Is it something where you can just signpost to say, or maybe you need to access some support from your children's centre or, you know, if the health visit can go in and just solve some of the queries they have or whether it needs to go on for an assessment. So a social worker will go in, find out from the family what's going on, what the dynamics are and what support they need to make some changes. So it comes from a lot of different places, really. Yeah. And you said this wasn't, it's not your exactly everyday graduate role. Is, was it something you were actively looking for to go into? And honest answer is not massively. I always knew I wanted to work with people, not paper, um, and try to avoid numbers as much as possible because, you know, I did a humanities degree and numbers bring me out in cold sweats. Um, I went to a careers in the public sector event when I was at uni and frontline the grad scheme I did came. And I really liked the idea of building up relationships with people and kind of being the support for them. I'm a firm believer in that everyone needs needs a champion in their life. They need someone that's going to try and encourage them to bring the best out in themselves. Um, and that's what I hope to achieve. I do enjoy it. 
Uh, sometimes it depends which day you ask me, but overall, I do find it very rewarding, if not just quite unusual when I'm talking to my other friends that have graduated mm-hmm. and they're working in banks or working in advertising or marketing. Um, it's a very different kettle of fish. Yeah. What, de- what degree did you study? So I did history at uni, which is not a natural there. Uh, crossover there's some things i've always been just fascinated by people even the history that i did i chose to focus on ordinary people ordinary lives and kind of call it history from below if you're a history buff rather than thinking about the kings and queens you know the napoleons of the world that started these wars i wanted to know what what was if i was living in that era i was unlikely to be the regal you know going to be the queen i wanted to find out what life would be like like for me so i just love hearing people's stories um, and i just like yeah learning about people so i guess in that respect it is related, um, but I have since done a postgraduate diploma in social work. Did you ask that question for the listeners, or did you not know? Yeah, no, ask for that for the listeners, obviously. <laughs> it's okay. professional, you isn't know, it? He knows what he's doubt. doing. Because yeah, we're just talking about how we graduated with degrees, but we're just like, Anna, what did you graduate in? That's, yeah. I took that out there for us. I remember you, uh, I think one of the only topics I remember you actually doing in history was the, like, Narcos so one of the reasons I chose Warwick is because I really love their history program. I feel like Warwick and Gemini as a university, because it's only, you know, just kind of gone 50 years old, it's quite new and they um, only do history. Oh, you're going to quote me now for probably about 1450, so it's not the ancient stuff I'm much more interested in modern day. Um, and yeah, I did a module on uh, the Mexican drug trade, which is very interesting, quite confusing. Um, with all the different regions and the kind of politics of all with the different different gangs but really interesting because i think you hear a lot about it and you think how can this go on how has this happened where the drug lords are basically in some areas filling the roles of the teachers and filling the roles of the politicians and they're the ones that have more authority than you know the actual police or army did you finish watching narcos i actually didn't i oh. think wait you've so watched... even seen the first season <laughs> i think oh. we watched what two or three episodes and then i never never finished it yeah there's been quite a few now there's like three well, there's two of the regular Narcos and they did Narcos Mexico. Is it still on Netflix? its own TV show. Oh, okay. Is it still on Netflix? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I think so. I think it's one of the more popular TV shows they have. Okay. I mean, I'll add it to my watch list, but there's so many things on my watch list. I really want to watch, um, I believe it's called Unbelievable. It's a new documentary that's out, uh, Netflix original. And from my understanding, obviously I haven't seen it just to frame it with that, but... It's um, about a woman who comes forward with a rape claim and it's about how the police, it's based on a true story about how the police interview her and some of the interview techniques are quite corrupt and in a way, my understanding is, gets her to say that she made up the rape claim even though she didn't, it was true. Um, So they would drop it and it's all about looking at how the authorities approach women who come forward with um, reports of sexual assault and you know how sometimes it's not an easy experience and there is a lot of corruption with how it's dealt. And what's that called? Unbelievable. I'm sure it's now going to go straight to the top of your watch list. Yeah. A I, feminist I, documentary. I, uh, I had a period last year where I was just really into uh, true crime true documentaries. Crime. Um, did you watch Making a Murderer? I did watch Making a Murderer. I've watched Because that sounded, one. what you were describing was similar to the Brendan Dassey uh, yeah. interrogation a bit. Kim Kardashian, actually recent news, she just came out in support of Brendan Dassey. Well, I mean, now it's all going to get sorted, isn't it? So, now Kim uh, K's on the case. I expect him to be out soon. <laughs> she did help to get someone else out, didn't she? Um, I'm not going to know their name, but a woman who was put into prison, a black lady, they believe it might have been um, 
race motivated about how she got in prison and Kim K got involved and got her out. Big up Kim K. Shout out. Yes. <laughs> um, what are you currently watching, I guess? Oh God, what am I currently watching? I don't know, I'm trying to look through my... I think this is probably a good list. time to say that I am an 80-year-old trapped in a 23-year-old's body and that I watch such pensioner programs. I'm just a massive fan of Strictly and I'm so excited. Is that a pensioner program? Well, if you look at the front row on a lot of the live recordings, I'd say a little bit of a sea of grey hair. I think it goes, one of the beauty of it right is that it goes across Great. all ages. Um, it's, you know, family fun, kind of appeals to everyone. No, Shrikki Come Dancing, as I think in the last few years, it's overtaken X Factor and Britain's Got Talent. And X Factor's quite dead now. Those, yeah, though they've got a new one tonight, I think. It's a, is maybe, it maybe Celebrity One? Tonight. Yeah, Celebrity One. Um, that's quite, I'd be quite interested in seeing that. I know there's a Love Island group Yes, I think it's got Samira on it. He yeah. used to sing in the West End, so I feel like oh, she's she? probably going to okay. do quite well. I think I also saw a guy, a guy from Glee. Yes, so the it's meant to be, look at all these celebrities that have no singing experience. And I'm like, that guy was literally in Glee and she is performed on yeah, the West End. Yeah, so they're, they're going to bang. I just think in all that's going on in the world at the minute, I'm not going to start bringing politics into it, but there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of chaos. And it's just one of those chaos shows is that is... Uh, <laughs> is really happy and it's just about bringing people together watching people learn a new skill seeing how much they enjoy it um and i think it's just good old-fashioned fun and what's not to love about it it's a bit like bake-off bit like bake-off exactly just, just, fun. just fun and people are learning new things you can you know who knows how much you could watch it and decide that you want to be you know a ballroom dancer or a latin dancer or bake or bake a baker I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but you know, currently you got me to start watching The Apprentice. Yeah. Um, where's it? Yeah, that's that name, right? Um, yeah. Did you watch a, it this week? It was a bit, there was a bit of it that was cringe. Like There was a bit of it that was cringe. I imagine most of it did was cringe. It? I did watch it okay. this week. Yeah, there was like a bunch, well, there was a bunch of cringe situations and I was just like, please help me. Like, what have you fuckers got me watching? Like, I, I don't think that, that's in every Apprentice. There's going to be just arguments and over nothing and... I know, just decisions they make that aren't exactly decisions you would make. The thing is, though, I get very invested into TV shows. So if I start watching it, if it has a good storyline or anything, like, or it's not in this case, I guess, there's like, you get attached to these characters. Like, I'm going to get invested in it. I won't be able to stop watching it. So when it ends, I'm going to have a problem. Like, uh, I have that. Yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. So like recently, Suits just, I believe, just ended as well. So it's a bit, it's a bit sad. Um, I only get that if I binge a TV show. Like if I binge a show over like a two week period. You are a binge like, watcher though, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I I think my best one is Lost in two weeks. <sighs> I, I really don't know how I you think did that's... that. Because how many series is there of Lost? I want to say like six or eight. Six or eight. And it's American, Lost. so it must be about 24 episodes in each series. Um, Let me just look that right up. Season six, episode 18 was the last episode so yeah six seasons 121 episodes at uni it was the last year of sixth form yeah christmas holidays probably the best two weeks of my life <laughs> wow what a wonderful show do you want that on your headstone watched 121 episodes of lost in two weeks yeah lost is great lost is number two on my I have, two. I have a league of shows it was number one for a long time in game of thrones 
a bit touchy at the moment because season eight, I know season eight's a bit sore in a lot of people's minds, but mm. uh, I think the rest earned its place as number one for me. So that that was only like a drama league though. We have a comedy league as well. And I think The Office is probably top for both of us, maybe friends. And that's The US Office. So The US Office was actually the first TV show me and Anna watched together. Um, I think it took us quite a while. It did take us quite a while. Yeah. Um, I think we started it in first end year. of first year and then finished it in second year. And I still remember, it's one of my clearest memories from uni, sat in your bedroom watching the last episode of US Office. And I remember a few of our housemates kind of came and were like, don't interrupt us, we're watching the last episode of US Office. I think I shed a tear. I think you did too. And that wasn't even the first time I watched it. And I probably still shed a tear. Yeah. It was emotional. Or when at least Michael Scott, or oh, spoiler alert, when Michael Scott leaves. Um, yeah, and that song came on, like saying goodbye to Michael Scott. That was, that gets me every day. And that, that jam relationship, Pam yeah. and Jim. That's when they finally goals finally get together. Amazing. I I don't watch this. So I'm I'm out completely out of the loop here. So looking for my Pam. Oh, but you do <laughs> you do try to see a lot of similarities between you and Jim. Yeah, I don't think I'm as cool as Jim, but Stanley's my favorite. I love the beginning. You know, when they kind of do like the intro to each episode before the title sequence. I think one of my big favorite ones of those is when they're trying to do what will Stanley not notice and you know what I mean when they've got like someone wears like a moustache I think and are just trying to like wave in his face and he just doesn't notice and I love it I love Stanley you should watch it Hamish when we have some time after editing this and doing other stuff I think it's one you have to like stick with as well because I think the first season like Michael Scott is probably comes across like quite bad yeah, I'm not going to like stick through it like this is the same thing with Game of Thrones someone told me I have to wait till like the end of the first season to get and then i'll be hooked to game of thrones but i got to episode four and i was just like fuck this so if you're asking me to sit through an entire season or something that's not happening why don't you just have a little patience mate one season that's like how many episodes are you asking me to do in the office probably is about 24 but they're like half an hour yeah but still so that's like 12 one hour episodes that's 12 hours you're not doing anything else could be the life (laughs) just have it on in the background just live your life with the us office constantly on in the background yeah, I can't concentrate when like people are like just like talking and I'm like doing like work or whatever I'm doing. So you never do work. <laughs> 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 so it's funny for me because I I'm not normally a massive fan of American comedy. I don't really find it funny. Like I think it's too loud, too brash. But the US Office, I think it's hilarious and I love it. To be fair, I had a topic I want to go back to since um, I guess we're probably not going to find more similarities in our TV shows. <laughs> so. Basically, earlier we got into like how I noticed your hair was different. So I wanted to clarify it and just prove Aaron wrong live on air that whose hair looks better long, mine's or his? Oh, I really don't think you appreciate how difficult this question is. Say say the truth, nothing but the truth. I mean, Aaron's long hair was one of the worst things that he has ever done. And it really did look like Whitney Houston in an 80s music video. But I just don't... Don't know if I'm fully on board with your hairband at the oh, minute, Hamish. Oh, okay. What about the colour? And the highlights. See, this reminds me of when in primary school... before the highlights, right? I did see it before the highlights, yeah. but it really reminds me in primary school when all the boys went through this phase of getting blonde highlights mm-hmm. and it just looked awful. It looked like someone flicked custard in their hair. Not saying yours is necessarily like that. What are you saying? 
think I'm gonna have to say Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> boy. Because when he put it up in a man bun, it did look quite good. Yeah, exactly. You can't even put yours in a man bun. Yeah. I wouldn't put mine in a man bun because you've got the shaved sides and then the long yeah, on the, top. But I could do it, but like it would be the onion one, and I don't want to do that one no. if I have to do it. So when when are you getting rid of this? I don't know. I can't really have ideas of what to do with my hair. So. Are you going to re-dye your hair? Yeah, probably. I quite liked it when it was initially dyed. I just didn't know the maintenance that came with it. Odds on you dyeing it pink? No. You, if, <laughs> if you're going to do this here, you're, I'm going to catch you live on air bailing from all of my odds ons that I tried to give you. If this episode gets 200 listeners. What do you mean? Don't fucking push it. <laughs> <laughs> would you ever swap her? So, with his? So, yes. Hell no. So, hey, would you grow? Hell no. Because you look a bit like Bruno Mars at the minute with the hair. What? No, he doesn't. Oh, no, what? Don't get a bit gassed, you know. <laughs> That's bullshit. Whereas you look a bit like, you know, in the World Cup when he kind of rank everyone's dodgy haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the Croatians last year. Because, I mean, obviously they knocked us out of the World Cup, but they had some dodgy haircuts. And I'm, there's a bit of similarity here, oh, which I'm yeah. sorry. I, I can actually see that. To be fair, did you watch Orange is the New Black? No. Oh, there, there's a girl in there. Uh, oh my God! I think his hair looks like right now. It's, it's not. It's not flattering. I don't think this has quite gone the way you anticipated, Hamish. <laughs> no. Yeah, this will all be out in the edit anyway. If Hamish is editing it, it'll be like just cut to me. Yes, Hamish. <laughs> no, I think this is all going to be in there. We, we'll, we let the truth come out. We're real people, so. Wow. I'm too lazy to edit. <laughs> I mean, a bit. speak for yourself. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's. Uh, I thought I want to ask every single guest that that. You, because he claims like his hair was significantly better than mine. So I'm like, no, it's not. People have been saying otherwise. So, so who are these people that have been saying otherwise? Yesterday, Gina said it, so I'm going to get her to say it live on air when she comes on as well. Um, oh, I really don't. I don't think she will. You know, is it like when you have a haircut and people say, "Oh, you've had your haircut. It looks nice." They don't actually think it looks nice. They're just more commenting on the fact that you've done something different. Yeah. I mean, like, like you need that boost in your life. I don't care. That doesn't affect me because when I got it, I liked it. I still like it. But don't get I me mean, wrong. if you like it, how much self self love? Like, yeah, I don't. You rock it. If you're happy with it, but good. I just wanted to prove because I know it, the external validation bothers you. So I'm just waiting for that moment that I can shatter a double. Doesn't your... bother me. It's nice to have. But I'm gonna say it bothers me. I'm not too fast, but I, I, it's like. Do you molt in the shower? Do I what <laughs> molt? English. Uh, did you hear for that? Not really. Why? Oh, it definitely does. You just don't. Right. If you think it doesn't, no, no, then like, you're just not looking. I, I had that same problem. Because my one of my no, biggest issues with living with Aaron. Yeah. So is when he had the Whitney Houston hair, oh, he used to shed so much hair in the shower. But because you wear glasses and you don't wear them in the shower, you claimed you could have just been having me having me on that you could never see it. And honestly, like a rat in the bottom of the plug hole, and he'd nah. pull it out. Yeah. So I like, did learn though. I think I learned. I did. So that was second year. I was quite, think I was quite bad with it. But third year, wait, did I even have long hair? Third year? No, you'd cut it. I think I might have for a bit. Third. Was it? When I, I use, when I use this other shampoo, it causes me to break a bunch of my hair. So like after that one, usually I would use a tissue and just ensure that none of my hair is actually stuck in the drain. Mm. Um, just because like I wouldn't want someone else to have to pick up, I guess, my hair out of the drain. So I do, I do consider that, but like, I wouldn't say it like sheds, I guess as per his level, or maybe I'm just, I do it so often that maybe I can't tell. Um, cause Aaron, I guess I assume never did it. Um, and now since we're on the topic of living with Aaron, how was that? How would you say that was, uh, which was your worst year living with him? Which was your best year? Good memories, bad memories. Oh, great. Um, I mean, second year, second year was great. Cause we, I think 
at the beginning of the year, we started cooking together. And I think you came on leaps and bounds with your culinary progress. I was, I was basically Ainsley Harriet. That's definitely who you were trying to channel. Because I yeah, think yeah. that was the year, actually, that Ainsley Harriet was on Strictly. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a good time. Big up, my world. boy. Compare, you know, in first year, you tried to make stuffed peppers with super noodles. Yeah, see, that's, that's the... I didn't try it. I did it. And I actually did think of you earlier because I was in Tesco's and in the reduced section, they had chicken roll reduced to like 12p. And oh, one of my... Ch- oh, chicken roll was bad, to be fair. That was a bad... I stand by my uh, instant noodles and stuffed peppers, but the, the chicken roll was... That was bad. What even is in chicken roll? It wasn't even like chicken ham or chicken like... So is this like Slices. What is... No, so it's like... It's not actually a roll. It's like yeah. slices of chicken. Slices of chicken. Like, you know, you get cheese slices and ham slices, just chicken slices. But it, it only used to cost you about 30p, full That's price. A bargain. But what is in that chicken roll for it to cost 30p? Protein. Gains. <laughs> yes, pure gains. <laughs> what a waste, No, No, I think, I think the cooking, I came on, I, as you said, I came on leaps and bounds. You did. Made some good dishes. What was the best dish you ever made, according to you? Asian nachos. You made it off a YouTube video. Who was what channel My was nachos. it? Nachos. Yeah, your nachos. <laughs> it was it was epic meal time. The Asian mm. nachos, and it was so good. You um, made like your own satay sauce from scratch. Yeah, that was really good. Had like prawns and chicken. I actually think my one I made, which was as the fish. I think it was the salmon, the breaded salmon, and sweet potato wedges. Yeah, that was the most picturesque one. Mm, so I think that might be why it's my favourite one. Yeah, yeah. but um, you definitely peaked in second year. I think third year you kind of reverted back to. No, third year I was on that pizza diet. Yeah, yeah, oven pizza. But in general, Aaron was quite good to live with. He always had lots of snacks in his room. Maybe you'd made kind of furniture out of cardboard boxes yeah, I think to I hold your creative. snacks in. Yeah, I think I was quite good with. Room decor. You were good at room decor. Yeah. What do you mean by room decor? Like, like just making paintings. the room look nice. Oh, okay. So you had posters that used to have your Muhammad Ali poster. Yeah, I don't know where that is now, actually. Is that the sting like a bee something? Yeah, like yeah. That? Sting like a bee, float like a butterfly. And you also have all your technology out, your two screens. Yeah, yeah. Got to look like that computer science. Always used to have just TV on one screen, like football or the US office. Yeah, just binging something. Now, there is one other thing that I want to bring up when you were living with Aaron. So there was an incident. Um, you may remember this really, really well. Um, Aaron had claimed he got a cold from a certain drink. Um, do you want to br- help break this down so we can ex- dissect the situation here where he claims he got... <laughs> so, like I mentioned, Aaron used to have a lot of snacks in his room. So one of the things you used to have was, I think your mum sent them with you to uni like the big packs of Capri Sun that you used to keep under your bed so you'd kind of be like oh do you want a Capri Sun or whatever and one time you had a Capri Sun and then the next day you had a bad cough and you were convinced that the Capri Sun had given you the cough I'm adamant to this day and I I don't think it was the next day I think it was instant do you know how stupid that's why no 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 (laughs) look listeners yeah if you had this problem Contact me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I was it there as well. I, I was thing. I was in your place. No, I had a Cabri Sun, and I'm not saying the Cabri Sun has like a history of this or 
this is a thing that happens with Cadbury Sons. Did you Google it? Because I think you Googled it. I did, it I did. See. And I, th- I think there were forums where people <laughs> posted similar stuff. Was I Reddit for I, I just, I had, I think where it was, was I had a Cadbury Sun and it was a bit too cold, yeah. And I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. <laughs> and then I choked on it. And then that like aggravated a cough. And then I had a cough. But I remember you saying to me, I think I need to have another one to try and reverse the effect. You know, I think it cured it as well. <laughs> I think it cured, that was like a week later or something. Was that cold as well or was that? Not a cold, it was like a cough. I don't think it was a cold. No, no, was the Caprison cold as well this time or was it like? Oh, I think so. I can't remember. We had the discussion where you were like, I don't know whether to have another one. Is it going to make my cough worse or is it going to be the remedy? Yeah, they suddenly like, oh, the Caprison cured me. like. No doctor is going to believe this fucking isn't. I didn't need to go to a doctor. Because your cough was cured. Yeah. Second Capri Sun. Capri Sun was my doctor. Well, whoever makes Capri Suns. Please sponsor us. Um, So speaking of living together, um, I believe you did something that's not very common or is known not to work out well in society. I think it's pretty common. Okay. Maybe I just have no idea what's going on in society. So (laughs) That wouldn't surprise me. (laughs) Yeah. um, So you actually went out with one of your flatmates. Hopefully he doesn't mind in here. Uh, goes out. Yeah, it still goes out. Yeah, spoiler, it worked out. So together. <laughs> um, unless Hamish now knows something I don't. Oh, no. <laughs> Is this how it's decided <laughs> to break it? <laughs> um, yeah, knowledge. I mean, I do remember in first year, in fresh years, everyone was doing the whole, you know, don't shit where you eat. You know, no, don't get with your housemate. You'll only end in disaster. And I didn't in first year or in second year. Just, you know, got a bit better, bored in third year. And oh, sad to result to the housemate. <laughs> exactly. You know Sorry, James. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did not feel to say his name, but. I do maintain the joke because it was in third year, our bedrooms were only a metre apart. And I do sometimes joke with him that I think he went through all the girls in our flat knowing Gina was in a relationship. That wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to work out with, I mean, I mean, it wasn't with him in third year, but she was abroad. Are we bleeping really... his names out? Like, <laughs> no, I guess we're saying them. To be honest, I think he just went for proximity. Yeah, I think. Right uh, do you remember a pop? This is. Oh. Like I remember, it was a pop night, and James was currently with another lady, should we say? And I remember we were both at pop, and he went to us. You know, if you guys get together, I'm all for that. <laughs> I, I, I think it was that. in like second year or something. Uh, that that's just like a really I find out like a really funny memory now. Yeah, I think he was just drunk on life. <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to get us together. But um, yeah. Last time any, I heard that story. Do you have any advice for people who are maybe in a relationship with a housemate and how to make that work long term? Um. That is a good question. I mean, we were very lucky that our housemates were supportive. I think by the point that we actually got together, they were all just sick of us faffing about and just been like, just if you're going to do it, just get together, you know, let it be. Um, so they were all very chill. Um, I guess I f- one thing that I noticed, you go from, you don't really have a honeymoon period because it's like going on a date with someone who already knows everything about you, has already seen you, you know, throwing up from a night out. I've already seen you, you know, monging about hungover on a sofa and on a Sunday. You kind of have to accept that they're already going to know a lot of the flaws about you. 
and a lot of the embarrassing stories that you probably wouldn't tell someone on a first date. They're well. I think flaws in. is a bit of a harsh, harsh way to put it. Like just generally, well, like they just know- they just know you a lot better than maybe if you were meeting someone new. I guess I mean the things that you probably wouldn't you wouldn't tell someone on the first date, yeah. or that you would try to pretend that you're not always late to everything, or that you are, ha- are really tidy and clean. You're not they a raging Eurovision off. fan. Yes, exactly. That you're not, you know, <laughs> embarrassingly, you know, Eurovision's the highlight of your year, that kind of thing, because they already know that. But I would say it's one of the best things that you can do dating a friend. Friendship's the best foundation for a relationship. So I guess you, you can now start thinking about your existing friends and which ones you can hit on, a bit like Joey and friends. Oh, I was, start I was, hitting on his existing well, I thought friends. you were going to say us, so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, again, <laughs> I was like, Ugh. no, I was thinking more like Chandler, Monica. They were good friends, and then Train. That's uh, sorry. What is this reference? Blossoming. What relationship. is this reference? Oh, you're so uncultured. <laughs> what is this reference? Tell, explain to me. From a TV show called Friends. Have you heard of it? I've heard of the show, but I haven't watched it. You've never seen a single episode. No. Ever. Yeah. I can't believe I can just see the I look of <laughs> I just can't believe that you, because there's so many references that people make. I'm surprised you've never seen it in the background, you know, while you're flicking through the channels that it's on. I don't really use TV much, if that makes sense, like when I was growing up. So it wasn't really like that kind of option for me. So, yeah. So basically, that's why obviously I haven't seen Tracy Beaker as much as I guess all of you don't. That's have. why I'm surprised that you knew Tracy Beaker. Does that mean that Tracy Beaker's more you know popular than friends no i think also at the time it would come on obviously my parents would be using the tv so mm-hmm. they'll be watching the indian stuff and i'll just be like obviously watching i'm not Tracy gonna watch it t- i'm not gonna watch the tv with you so yeah what about raven <gasps> oh i, I used seen, to watch that yeah uh the way of the warrior yeah, yeah. you've lost their life yeah I did, I did a really bad accent that was pretty good was, were you trying to do the scottish the Bruh. way of the warrior <laughs> the, way of the way of the warrior i don't Bruh, know i don't know what i'll be right. i can only really say you lost their life with the little feathers Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was... I, I thought they used to die, man. What I miss is Jungle Run. Um, I remember Jungle uh, Run. And then they go into is the, it called Jungle Run? I think yeah, it. yeah, Jungle Run. And then they go into, like, the person's belly at the end. The person's belly? Yeah, you know, they go into, like, the... Uh, it's not a Buddha, but it's, like... Oh, yes, or they go into yeah. the mouth of something or something. But then if they don't... If they take too long, then they're trapped in there. They used to think they were trapped in there forever, man. What actually was the prize for Jungle Run? Why did kids want oh, to go they, they had to like lift up some like... Was it a monkey? They had to lift up like a monkey, like a statue of a monkey. And then underneath was like the prize. And sometimes it was like, oh, this camera or this flip phone or something like that. Flip like Game Boy. Did you watch Crystal Maze? No. What? No, I didn't. I have seen Maze. the new one with Richard. I didn't O-R-D. see the new one. I feel like I couldn't transition to the new one because I just liked the old one when I used to watch it at least. You presented the old one. I don't know his name. He was a bald guy. That's what I know. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I know, like, there's a bald guy as well, but I don't know who it was. One day, maybe I'll get around to watching it. I feel like this is a very TV-heavy, yeah. focused <laughs> episode. I don't know if we just watch a lot of TV. Talking about more TV, and one thing James knew about you was Eurovision. Yes. So, if you don't know, Anna is a massive <laughs> Eurovision fan. Um, Why? Why? It's a good question. Um, I just love it. I think it's great. It's obviously, I'm fully disclaimer, I recognise that it's awful and the people can't sing on it. And 
the songs aren't great and the UK obviously become comes last every year or if not they last. came last very this, close to last this year did they come last? they did yeah. I did feel quite sorry for the guy because he was a good singer mm. I mean obviously Brexit's not helped our chances oh do you think do you think it's quite political yeah I think that'd be a massive understatement but it's very political and yeah. um, I also like to play the game when they're doing um you know when they do the part where they go through all the different countries and the TV presenters are trying to milk their 15 seconds of fame and you just want them to get on with it oh, because it's like 10 p.m yeah the voting yeah, yeah. Um, guessing which countries are going to vote for who because you know like Greece will always give 12 points to oh Cyprus and all the ones that are next to next to each other so that's good I yeah I've loved Eurovision so there wasn't like a you just loved it from the as long as you can remember there wasn't a kind of point I think I was about 13 or 14 because my mum doesn't really watch it she really doesn't understand why I like it so much she'll just watch Coronation Street instead so it's basically Britain's Got Talent, but like just singing and ac- wait across Europe. Yeah. So it's basically a Europe song contest where countries enter and they, I mean, all the other countries or most of the other countries generally send their best pop star, like the ones that are getting the number one in the chart in their country. Obviously, no one with any self-respect in the UK music industry wants to do it because we come last every time. See, that's where I think that surely if you're Ed Sheeran or someone like that, you you would kind of just want to do it just with the bands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just go on Eurovision and win it, be done with it. But what does that accomplish? Like, but, it's just, And I know he doesn't need the fame, but if I was, I, th- I feel like if I was in his position, like why not? It's just something else that can go on your Wikipedia page, you know what I mean? Something to go, I re- yeah, I really think Ed must be struggling with things to go on his Wikipedia no, page. No, but he's, he's really like trying to pad a, out that CV. Seems like a pretty down to earth guy, you know what I mean? Like just, I don't understand why, unless there's something as a country or whoever, I don't know who manages our Eurovision talent or who chooses who goes on. So it's the BBC. I don't know if they just I don't, know, don't have the rights or... I don't think they want to do it, to be honest. It has to yeah. be an original song for Eurovision. So he would have to write a song for it. But I really think he just doesn't need to. And I guess it's I still the... I don't em- think he needs to. Still the embarrassment that because it is political, we might come last. And I think it could be career uh, ending for him okay. if he doesn't win. How is that career ending? Okay, though? that makes a bit more sense. Maybe lose some of his self-respect. It's a bit like, I know you, you're, and Ed Sheeran was just an example, could have been any other British artist. Um, And if you go on, you're probably, you are probably the most famous one there. And probably the most popular one there, like in terms of records sold and everything. So you'd probably be expecting to win it just in your head. So wait, is the UK not sending celebrities? Like what's going on? No, so the last few years they've done uh, You Decide. So they have six or seven people that have written a song and perform it and the UK public vote for who they want to represent them. I believe this year, because I read a press statement a few weeks ago, they are working in collaboration with the big record companies to um, find someone from their talent pool. So hopefully there will be someone. One thing I didn't get about it as well, how you know the songs or you've heard the songs before the actual main show. Yeah, because a lot of them do a lot of promo tours around. I mean, the Spotify playlist is probably already starting to get a few entries about who's going to go in it. 
Um, but I doesn't think that I've, just ruin the final show? Not if you're a hardcore Eurovision fan, because you're going to be there. You know, it's like we've, it's like saying, "Oh, I'm going to see Ed Sheeran on tour," so I'm not going to listen to any of his songs before because I want to hear them for the first time. Okay, yeah. So I guess it's an but it's like a better. voting thing. Yeah, because one of the things that I would think would be interesting to happen, so they kind of split it into now the jury vote and the public vote. So each country has some of their music industry experts, and they see the dress rehearsal the night before. And they rank based on how good a song it's meant to be in the performance and all that kind of thing and give out points accordingly. Recently, they're the only points the UK has ever really got. Because <laughs> um, one thing I think would be good is for those judges or even the public to see it blind and not know which country is which. But it doesn't really work out because they all promo it and promote it beforehand. And then who, who won it like this year? God, now you're asking. It was held in Tel Aviv because Netta won the previous year with I'm Not Your Toy, and she had the cats like this. You're really putting me on the spot now. I, 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 I wanted to ask who, uh, who's hosting it this coming year. Oh, it's Neverland. Yeah, because it's in, uh, it's in Rotterdam, I think. They've not confirmed, I think, the city. But yeah, Duncan Lawrence, he won on the piano. I remember now. Okay. All coming back to me. Um, yeah, you so wait for UK to win it so you can go... I mean, I think I'll be waiting a very long time. We used to win a lot. We even won to the extent back in the day that we didn't just have it in London, like Brighton. ABBA won in Brighton with Waterloo, famously so. And they used to have it in Birmingham, I think maybe even Manchester. So we won it so often that it wasn't even in London. We were trying to dish it out to different cities. But we haven't won now since, I believe, 1997. It was a long time. But who knows? Who knows, maybe one day. I think I just have to wait till France wins it or something and pop, well, across, pop across the channel to go and watch The it. Netherlands isn't too far. Netherlands isn't too far. I have to see. But I love having people over to watch Eurovision and having the Eurovision party. Um, some people take it very seriously and you have to come dress as a country and then you can do like a sweepstake and if your country wins and you win the money. Use some of the have food. you done that? I haven't, no. I've made food chosen by country. I made Aaron a few things at uni. I think some Swedish meatballs. Maybe some Swedish meatballs. I think I made some Greek gyros or something. But no, I Wait, is it just one, one like event? Is that it? Yeah. So they have two semifinals. So if you want to get really technical, Hamish. So the big five. So that's the UK, Italy, France, Germany and Spain get to go straight in because they have give the most money to the European Broadcasting Corporation. All the other countries have to compete in a semi-final to get a space in the grand final. Um, Australia is in Eurovision now, have been for the last three, four years. But it's Europe. Yeah, it is Europe. But it's part of the European Broadcasting Corporation. They invited them in for the 60th anniversary and now they just haven't left. And Australia beat us all the time. They've done really well in the last few years. Have you ever seen Eurovision, Hamish? Do you remember any winners? I, like, I didn't even know that it was just, I thought it was going to, I thought it was like a series of shows, but I didn't know it was just one event. Yeah. I don't know. One like, event. I look better on culture than this. I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to TV shows, anyway. Well, I just don't have the same taste. I just watch different stuff. I mean, I think really, Hamish, the Venn diagram of my interest and your interest, there's not much overlap yeah. would you think that'd be fair to say yeah 
<laughs> Two very different backgrounds. Yeah. Very di different tastes. Maybe I'm like the intersection. Yeah. Don't well, you? if you want to be the, I guess, intersection, then I guess we you can ask us a few questions and who knows you better because we know you. That's what I was going to segue into. But you two are so insane. I'm a professional. You, you should win this then. Uh oh. Avon. Uh, why would I win this? She lived with you for three years. Yeah, I don't know. I, to be honest, I expect Anna to win. <laughs> so just because I don't trust you. Question bias right here. Well, I haven't got any questions prepared, so I'm just like thinking of them off, oh, off the top of my head. But I don't know how we'll do this. Like, I'd ask a question and then. You had one job you were meant to prepare. And you have to buzz in. You have to buzz in. I think both of you should come up with like a sound. Song maybe. Anna, do you want to make a sound? I'm just going to go a simple one. A. A, a or B. Or B. <laughs> what do you want me to mean? Do you want me to like sound like a bird? Like try it like. Like do like boom. Big shack. <laughs> <laughs> Save the big shack for the next episode. Episode three. Do you want a sound or do you want something else? Do we have to have a buzzer? Channel, channel, diet, shriek and go. Beats. Yeah, beats. Yeah. I have to have a buzzer. I can't, I don't have enough questions to ask you individually. Oh, fair. A buzzer. Is this where it's just going to be silence when neither yeah, of us Yeah, we're going to have to like, edit it back in because I can't think right now. You just just me. say, what do you say? Beats. Beats. Okay, you say. Hi. All right. Like, I don't know what I could possibly say. Of course you want to say hi. You spend most of your time hi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did not spend most of my time hi. Um, I'm okay. super clean. First question. What is my middle name? Hi. Jo Joseph. Yes, it is. I did the legal documentation for this shit, you prick. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. I did know that. I just panicked because I was trying to think of your baptism name. What's your baptism name? Oh, you mean confirmation name? Confirmation name. That's, that's wait, the next wait, question. I don't, oh, okay. I don't want to know this. Question number two. Uh, what is my confirmation name? Beats. Is it Raphael? Yeah. Yes. Right. Fuck. So one, one. Do you know why it's called Raphael? Because you thought it sounded cool. Yeah. And also one of my favorite footballers. Yeah, was Raphael right back for Manchester United or used to be right back big up <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Raphael if you're listening <laughs> keyword if question number three who would I say is my idol or hero beats is it Eric Cantona oh no I, I, that wouldn't be my answer but he's I was gonna go with David Beckham yeah, it's David Beckham. That, yeah, that'd be my like seven shirt in his room. That'd be like my go. Yeah, be but my I feel like you mentioned Eric Cantona quite a lot. So I had a Cantona football shirt. Yeah, hanging up like in my exactly. Uni room. But I, I wasn't. I wasn't really old enough to really watch him play. Just to clarify, is that a point to me? That's that's a point to Hamish. A two one two one. I wish I got that. I do first degree. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're leaving that in. <laughs> um, okay, question number four. What is my favourite song? I'm fucked here because it's not a song that I would know. Actually, hi. Ain't no mountain high enough, Marvin Gaye. Here it is. What? Yeah, I, gonna, it is. I thought it was going to be a Beatles one, but, but oh, I'll take that. Wait, what, what's the score? Three I had one? a few going around. I had Geek in the Pink, Geek in the pink by oh, Jason Mraz. In my head. That, that's not a favourite, but it probably it was at one point. And then the one that you're... Something to do with your parents, I don't know much. Oh, then that's, that's how I was named. That's how you were named. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll point thinking, for that. <laughs> I was thinking the Beatles, but I don't oh, know. That could have been a question. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I think I remember the album name, but I don't remember any songs on it. And then there was the other one was Superstition, but I wasn't sure. So what's I was just what's like, the album name? I bought you it as a gift. I don't remember what it was. 
It was not. Question number five. What is the name of the town that I live in? Beats. Raynham. Yeah. Essex. Did you know that? Yeah, but she went Beats. I forgot that you had to do a buzzer and I was like, what's my buzzer? (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at Anna like, please. Okay. Question number six. What is my favorite color? Hi. Red. Crimson red specifically. Crimson red. (laughs) Oh, I don't know about that. I feel like you should lose a point for that. Wait, what? <laughs> crimson, why crimson red? Because you like the darker one. You always use it. Even the Comstock FC kit, you use the darker one instead of the um, normal red. But that's burgundy. That's not yeah. Is that burgundy? crimson. I don't know the colours that well. I just thought it was crimson Oh, red. I don't know the colours that well. Hamish, yeah, exclusives. But like I said, red. Four or two. Okay, question number seven. What is my mum's name? Beats. Chaya. You correct. Yeah. Chaya, yeah. I still have a card from Chaya in my room from when Aaron hurt his arm playing football and I drove you to A&E and she's sent, she? she sent I drove you to A&E and she sent yeah, me yeah, a card afterwards to say thank you for looking after Aaron I'm sure he was moaning a lot did you? yeah I've still got it did I give you the card? yeah what is that so that's four three question number eight very close I had a question I have a question why didn't you prepare? <laughs> question <laughs> question <laughs> Question eight, what is the name or what was the name of my friendship WhatsApp group? Beats, back home. Pagan Yats. Yes, correct. Yes. I wouldn't know that. Why the fuck would I know that? I don't know. I was getting that and a bit of catch up. <laughs> so we're on 4-4. Four, 4-4. Four. Four, four. So now we're on match point. Championship point. Question nine. I saw you struggle to do the four plus four in your head. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm going to Tesco to get a three pound meal deal, what am I getting as the main, the main bit? So not including the drink or the snack. Does this have to be like, um, do you want what's in the sandwich or like, can I I have two things? You can't just just say say a sandwich. sandwich. (laughs) No, no, no. Like I'm saying, you know, I'm saying like, this, do you want it very specific or can I just say one part of it? Can I get like half a point? Gotta be a bit specific. Okay, well, hi. I think it's chicken and bacon stuffing or something. I don't go to Tesco's as well, so I don't really know if this is correct. So. Oh, I might give you that to be fair. Or, or there's another egg one. I'm not sure what it was, but I think there was chicken and bacon. You love fucking chicken and bacon. I don't know why you continue talking after I said I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Digging that hole, Hamish. <laughs> it is the like chicken and bacon and stuffing mm. triple sandwich. Anyway, I think we're wrapping up towards the end of the end of the episode final three yeah. questions final questions uh do you want to go for the first one so first quick fire question i know it doesn't have to be quick fire but i don't know why we're calling it quick fire. you literally no. just said quick fire question quick fire question but it doesn't have to be quick fire <laughs> well, i fucked it didn't I? <laughs> what is one thing you'd want to change in the world yeah i mean obviously you just want a quick fire response to this question as complex as that um, I think I'm going to go for want to change global warming so we don't lose the planet and everyone die because relevant. it's very yeah very relevant at the minute. But also, I'd just like to think that if I have grandchildren, there will still be a planet for them to live on. Make sure they listen to the Third Wheel podcast. So I'm still down the line. <laughs> exactly, that, that would help global warming. Well, I'm just saying for views in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. you're a vegetarian, Hamish. That's helping global warming. Um, I on most days. Don't know if you can call him a vegetarian. Does he's he a vegetarian at the minute. He just wants to do it to get attention. He's, he's a vegetarian wow. part time. Part time. He's Flex- a part time vegetarian. Vegetarian is a thing. But yeah, I think I'd mainly want 
you know, because I feel like people are trying to do their bit by recycling and not eating as much meat, but we need, you know, world leaders to actually put a stop to a lot of things that contribute to climate change, like the oil industry and things like that. Listen to what Leonardo DiCaprio is saying. Exactly. Leonardo DiCaprio just wants to see a world where his girlfriends can grow up. Have you seen uh, Lil Dicky's Earth music video? I haven't. Or the actual song? Have you heard the song? No. Who is Little Dicky? Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky. He's like a rapper. I guess he's that from Lil, to be fair. He's a parody rapper, but he like takes a piss out of himself because he's white and has a small dick and stuff like that. Have you heard the song Freaky Friday? With Chris, With Chris Brown. Brown. You must have heard yeah. it. Yeah. He's when that guy. Oh, I guy see. The guy Chris yeah. Brown. Basically, it's quite funny. But he did a uh, music video where he made a song and it was all about like saving the earth and climate change. It's called Earth. The music video is really like high quality production. And then Leonardo DiCaprio has a cameo at the end. But it's the music video is, he's got like something like 22 artists on it, like Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran, uh, Is it a bit Ariana like Band-Aid Grande. for climate change? Kind of. I know it hit like millions and millions of views on YouTube, but I'll show you after. Anyway, our second question is the X Factor final. It's you versus two other contestants. Watch your song. So, in a situation, am I the joke act? Am I the Rylan, the Wagner? So, if I'm not likely to win, I'll probably choose a different song just to enjoy myself. Say so you all three acts have equal probability at this point. They've already sung their song. They've already sung. What did they sing? Uh, one sang R.E.S.P.C.T. by Aretha Franklin. Classic. And um, the other one sang um, Let's Get On by Marvin Gaye. So what are you singing? See, right. So my first thought was, there's a song that makes me dance, like nervous song whenever it plays. And actually I once did whip um, our housemate in the face with my hair when I got too excited dancing to the song. Oh, I think I, yeah. And considering you've just named two artists of a similar vein, <laughs> I don't know if there's a particular theme, like a diva week or something, but I would probably sing I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. Because I've also heard the more you sing a song, the better you are at singing. And I'm pretty awful at singing, but I've sang that song a lot whilst yeah, so out. maybe one extra time on the expect final. Exactly. Might it might be pitch perfect. Do you remember what... This should have been one of my quiz questions. Do you remember what my uh, go-to song was? I do. I don't know if you'd still stick with this, given no, the uh, reputation of the artist now, but it was <laughs> The World's Greatest by R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Being, you know, this... So, can't do it anyway. Unassuming, humble guy that you are. Okay, so the third and final question is, what was your worst third wheeling experience or what is, who is the worst third wheel you've had and describe the experience? I think it's worst. It was just any third wheeling experience. My first thought was constantly kind of third wheeling between you guys playing FIFA or you playing with James playing FIFA. But I think okay. the worst third wheeling experience I've had is so I always that friend it happened in primary school and secondary school, where all the boys would approach me to ask out my friend for them. And it's not very nice when you think it's you that they're going to ask out and then they ask out your friend. Um, but there was one, particularly between year 10 and 11, oh, I just used to go on all the dates with them. And it was really tragic in retrospect because then the guy later asked me. Well, it's just like support. Not support. I think more I didn't have any other offers. <laughs> I was just there. Wait, you went on the, Okay, but with the two people that were going on a date. Yeah. And then you joined. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a bit peak. 
He then later asked me out after they broke up, so he was not a good boy. <laughs> Snake. Do, do you call him out if you're listening? <laughs> say if my name. friends are listening, we used to call him Dickadora. Yeah. I'm not going to say his real name. Fair enough. So each one of us gets a shout out. It can be anything, whether it's your mum or a song. Oh, or I'm not shouting out Sass. A restaurant maybe or something you've listened to recently, uh, something you've bought. So uh, any takers for the first one? Very kind, Hamish. Thank you. Um, I'm going to shout out my favourite podcast, which is Shag Married Annoyed by Chris Ramsey and Rosie Ramsey, because I love it. There was one second there where I thought it was going to be us, and I was just like, I don't know. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, But Chris Ramsey is on Strictly, which obviously we've discussed, I love. Um, And he's not a natural dancer and doesn't appear to be doing very well. So I think people should vote for him to keep him in because I enjoy watching Rosie get into the VTs. Okay, I'll go next. I'm going to give a shout out to my cousin, Amar Adatia, who uh, just got a role, a regular role in EastEnders. So his first episode was actually last night at time of recording. So not last night when this is released, but yeah, big, really proud of him. Big congratulations on getting that gig. What's his so character called? Shout out to Amradatia. Yeah, he plays the role of a guy called Jags, which is a new Sikh family who are entering Albert Square. Sounds like a cool name. So yeah, I think, think he gets into, into some beef early on with the Mitchells. But, oh, you've yeah. made it big time if your first storyline is beef with the Mitchells. Yeah, yeah, I know. So uh, yeah, shout out to him. Hamish? So my shout out is going to be... I fucking forgot. Oh, that's I just, good, isn't it? <laughs> I just that's great. <laughs> I'm just so pleased. Quality shout out. Oh, yeah, yeah. To the flat where we're doing the podcast today. Um, thank you for accommodating us. Um, the seats aren't comfortable. Um, they look half broken. You help yourself to a but, cushion. Wow. <laughs> no, what I kind of shout out is that? I quite like the pillows that I'm using right now um, to make it more comfortable. Thank you very much. We're, we're third wheel on tour at the moment. Yeah. I'd also like to find the flat considering it's, it's not mine and we're using it. Also, not to mention... We must say a thanks to Anna for coming on. Sh- really late notice, less than 24 hours, but... Not a reflection on your guys' organisation, obviously. That's Aaron's organisation, not mine's. Okay. Yeah, we, we probably weren't as organised as we could have been in today's episode. But, uh, well, thank you for having me punches. on such a professional podcast. I you hope you remember me when you're big. I think I'll, we've got professional gear. You yeah, do. it looks professional, visually. Phrase, all the gear, no idea, comes to her. Oh, mind, but... <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> We're getting bored. Nah, fam. I guess some things are to be or not to be. Um, Pick up Shakespeare. Yeah, I guess it's. (laughs)